Happy Easter and welcome to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And folks, I know it's early in the morning, it's 7am, but this is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let us do just that. Morning, this is Easter Sunday morning. This is the morning where Christ is risen. This is the morning where we celebrate with great thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. But that wasn't the case on that first Easter morning. It was a very different feeling and maybe one that we can relate to after the year that we've had. Feeling of rejection, feeling of disappointment, feeling of sadness, a feeling of anxiety. Because after all, we know at this point in the day that the ladies had been to the tomb already while it was still dark and they'd found that the stone had been rolled away. They'd found it empty. And then, as you can see, I'm standing here on the little boreen just down not too far from my house. And then here we are after a full day of events Jesus hasn't been found yet. There was visitations of angels. Peter and John had gone to the tomb. It was just so much to think about. And, and yet there was so many hopes dashed. So many promises that they thought were going to be fulfilled, gone. And we read that two of them were walking along the road. Two of the disciples, two of their number, it says. And so what I would like us to do on this Easter Sunday morning is put ourselves back into the story on that first Easter Sunday. Put us back into that feeling. And so what we're going to have for this is a reenactment almost of the journey of those two disciples on the Emmaus Road. So yes, for us, it's a day of celebration and great excitement and joy. But imagine if you were them. Imagine if you were in their shoes. So not only was it that we are celebrating that first resurrection morning and trying to capture the mood of that first resurrection day, but also the first communion service that took place, took place on that day with those two disciples. And so what it, we're going to do is we're just going to strip everything back and place ourselves back in their shoes. And do that journey together. So I'm inviting you to come with me. And let us go and journey through that story. To the breaking of bread at the end with the Lord Jesus. Our reading is from Isaiah 65. Reading verses 17 to 25. Behold, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. 
Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the day of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord. They and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. But dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. Amen. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103. As we celebrate Easter and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But as I was saying in the first section, for the people on that Easter morning, it isn't the time of celebration for them as we know today. Luke chapter 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down and their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. 
but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem, and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see him. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Now as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us? on the road and opened the scriptures to us. And they got up and they returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, Is it true the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon? Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and he said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they had seen a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and feet. It is I myself. Touch me and you will see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? 
They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repent and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Amen. Welcome back to Heartlands here in Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. So, folks, Easter Sunday morning, first Easter Sunday ever, when the resurrected Lord raised from the dead, empty tomb, disciples running to it, can't find anybody. The ladies went out to bring spices, nobody there. Visitation of angels. We read through Luke's account of the gospel. The two guys in the Emmaus Road, walking slowly along. Even come to a point of standing still with Jesus. Don't you just love that? With Jesus on the road. Explaining to Jesus about himself. Before Jesus turns it on his head and starts to explain to them about him. I love that. I love when you read in Luke's gospel. Both those occasions. You have that he goes and with those disciples those two disciples on the Emmaus Road, he goes and he opens up the scriptures to them, showing them from Moses and the prophets that he is who he claims to be. And then when he meets with the disciples in that upper room, again, there he is, speaking to them. And he shows them from the scriptures. He opens their minds to the scriptures and what the scriptures go and say about him. Now here is the question on this Easter Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What is it that we need to have our minds opened up to in regard to the scriptures? Do we need a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ? Paul goes and says that the Holy Spirit that spirit that comes in Pentecost, that Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the heavenly realms is living within you and me. But do you know, my experience of Christians, and I include myself in this, my experience of Christians is that we live more like the two guys on the Emmaus Road, downtrodden, defeated, not realizing that the risen Lord is right with us. The risen Lord, the resurrected Lord is actually walking with us. Emmanuel, God with us. I love when they get to their house and they, they beg Jesus to come in. And as he's sitting there with them and as they go and pray and then as he breaks the bread right there. Right there in the breaking of the bread, they knew Jesus. They recognized him. Isn't that powerful? 
And then they go and say, did not our hearts burn within us? So as you journey through life, tell me, do you come to a empty tomb and wonder where Jesus is? What have they done with the body? Where is Jesus? Jesus is missing. You're a believer. That's what they were. You're a disciple. That's what they were. But Jesus is missing. Or are you like the guys on the Emmaus Road? They too are disciples. They too are followers. Yes, Jesus. They don't recognize him. They don't know where he is. Even though he's standing right there with them. Or are you like Peter? Another disciple. A follower. Sure, he had just denied Jesus a few days back. But he had run out to the tomb after what the ladies had said. And he ran in. And there, there was the empty tomb. And it says that he left wondering. What was he wondering? Who knows? Was he pondering all the things that had taken place beforehand? Did it occur to him that the resurrection was going to take place? John, according to John's gospel, as he stood in that grave, went and looked at the grave clothes, looked at the empty tomb, and it says that he knew, he knew that Christ was risen, that things had come to pass. You see, at the end of the day, a whole day where Jesus was missing, no longer in the tomb, but where was he? Then Jesus arrived into their midst. And they were afraid. They thought it was a ghost. They were all like, oh my God, it's a ghost. It says they were fearful. They were afraid. Even though they knew, even though they had spent every waking hour with Jesus, Suddenly, because Jesus was there in person, they were like, oh, it's a ghost. Let's not be so harsh or so quick to criticize. I don't think that you or I would have acted much more differently. And, as we know from a different gospel, Thomas didn't, didn't even believe that what had taken place had taken place. And I don't think that we would be too much more different than him either. But Jesus says, look, touch me, touch me. See the holes in my hand. See the holes in my feet. This is my body. Since when does a ghost have flesh and bone? And then what does he do? He does something else no ghost would ever do. He ate food. Fish that they'd given him. But that has me ask myself a question. And the question is this. What evidence, even on this resurrection day, what evidence... Do you need to be convinced that Jesus actually rose from the dead? What evidence do you need? Every leading atheist likes to go and say, Oh, I'd love to see a few more resurrections. Yet Jesus went and said, If someone even rises from the dead, you're not going to believe them either. And here he was, risen from the dead himself. And yet it is one of the most disputed things there is. He had raised Lazarus from the dead. He had raised a little boy from the dead. He had raised a little girl from the dead. And yet, 
we question all those resurrections. So, Easter, where are you? Are you someone praising and worshipping God with enthusiasm and excitement in your heart because you know that Jesus Christ is alive, he is risen? Or are you like the ladies, wondering where Jesus had gone to? Are you like the men on the Emmaus Road, defeated, thinking all is lost? Are you like Peter, just pondering everything, trying to figure it all out? Do you need a fresh revelation of Jesus from the breaking of the bread? Do you need Jesus to open our eyes, open your eyes to the truth of the scripture? Let me tell you something. Read it and God will reveal it. How do you find yourself on this Easter morning in 2022? Welcome back to Heartlands here on Midlands 103 with me, the Reverend Nigel Gill. And I'm delighted to say that Reverend Rosemary Lindsay is also joining me again today with a short reflection on the lectionary scriptures for today. Those which we have already listened to being read and those that we will listen to being read in this section so folks at this point I want to leave you with Reverend Rosemary thank you for joining me in celebrating this Easter morning and I pray as you go to church whether you go to the mass whatever church type service you go to irrespective of traditional or independent that you will meet Jesus in the breaking of the bread, wherever it is that you find yourself this day, to his glory and for the sake of Jesus Christ. And in his name I ask, have a blessed, blessed Easter day. Now, here is Reverend Rosemary. Some thoughts for Easter Sunday. And they're based on the readings for the day, which are Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 to 25. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. Psalm 118. Our reading today is from Psalms 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory Resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. 
The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone the Lord has done this. And it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The new order. So much newness. Easter Sunday is a day for celebrating new life, as we remember Jesus rising from the dead and all that that means for us. Centuries before Jesus' birth, Isaiah is writing about God's intention to create new heavens and a new earth, where all will live in peace and security. Paul, in his chapter on resurrection, that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, writes that the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. And the words of the psalmist in Psalm 118 come true. I will not die, but live. You have become my salvation. Peter, in Acts chapter 10, visiting the house of the Gentile Cornelius, finally realises that what he has 
actually said previously in his Pentecost sermon, that's in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, is true. Those who are far off will also hear and answer God's call. Now that's something new for those of the Jewish tradition to get their heads around. And then there are those women in Luke 24. Now some of the women who have been following Jesus, uh, they're mentioned in chapter 8, courageously take a risk by going to Jesus' tomb to anoint his body and in so doing are the first to hear of the resurrection and to be the first witnesses to it. According to Luke, the disciples who first hear the story from the women are reluctant to believe it. Even Peter, who condescends to go and have a look at the empty tomb, comes away wondering what has happened. Have a look at Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to 28. This is the beginning of the new order, the inclusion of women and non-Jews on equal terms with Jewish men within the family of Jesus' followers. Happy Easter. Let's pray. Lord, you continue to do new things. Make us ready to embrace them. Amen.